Over 30 years of serving the Arizona homeowner. 14 years in a row ranking Arizona's best referral network. RosieOnTheHouse.com Protecting you, informing you, and educating you. It's Rosie on the House. Oh, yeah. Arizona homeowners, it doesn't matter if you're a homesteader, a pioneer, a long-timer, or a newcomer. You have reached every Arizona homeowner's happy place. The only show dedicated to successful Arizona homeownership. It's Rosie on the house. We're a call-in talk show. You can give us a ring and join the conversation and ask us any question you've got about your house, home, castle, or cabin. The toll-free phone number is one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE-4-U. And that's exactly why we're here. Myself, Rosie, my son, Romy, Right here in the studio with me. Been co-hosting the show with me now for 20 years. We've got my wife, sweet Jennifer, on the telephones. She'll get your name, number, question. We'll get you on air and answer your question for you and the benefit of everyone else that's listening as quick as we can. And we've got our broadcast engineer, Mr. Gary D. So we're ready for you if you'd like to give us a ring. one 767 48. There were years in a row, succession, where Maricopa County was the fastest growing county in all of America. And during the pandemic, uh, actually some smaller rural counties around America kind of took over that title. People were moving out of the dense communities and metropolitan areas and moving into that little piece of uh, country property. Maricopa County has once again returned as the number one fastest growing county in America. And it's all the fault of the man we've invited into the studio this morning, Todd Russo. <laughs> Guilty as Todd, Todd, if it weren't for air conditioning, Arizona would still be a comfortable 600,000 population. Yeah, maybe less. <laughs> maybe less. We, uh, uh, we got here in 66, and at that point, air conditioning had only really been around residentially for about seven or eight years. We had VAP cooling, you know, through the 40s and 50s where a lot of the veterans were out here doing World War II training, figured they kind of liked this area, and that was really the housing surge. And once you guys invented air conditioning, well, then it was Katie bar the door. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, we've got to have air conditioning in the summer here. We've got to keep our houses cool. Man, oh, man. Can we talk just a minute, Todd, um, about what an air conditioner is? Uh, it gets a little warm outside, and we're going to feel that a little bit this week. Uh, I go to my thermostat inside the house, and I set it to 74. What happens? Okay, well, that's a good place to start. Uh, obviously, uh, your thermostat is simply just uh, – it just measures temperature and it tells the air conditioning system when it's time to turn on. So we call that a demand call, right? So it says, hey, it's 76. My thermostat wants it 74. So it sends a, a, a notice to the air conditioning system that says, hey, it's time to produce cold. Well, in essence, it's not producing cold. What it's doing is it's transferring heat. That's, right? that's the real uh, mind – twisting thought about air conditioning right it's removing heat it's not producing cold it's not producing cold 
it, it produces cold in the sense that <laughs> your house is cold, but yeah. it, it is simply transferring heat. So an air conditioning system, in, in essence, ha- it, we'll use a split system, for example. The same process goes on if you have a package unit on your roof. But you have an outdoor condensing unit and you have an indoor uh, air handler, right? So if you have a furnace, the furnace becomes the air handler with the coil. Right. So there's a coil outside and a coil inside, and then there's a line that trans- that runs refrigerant through it. So what happens is inside your uh, house, this air handler, it's got a coil. It's got a fan. The fan blows air across the coil. The refrigerant inside the coil then absorbs the heat from the air, in essence, creating cold. The refrigerant then is transferred to the outside of the house. In this, If you're in a package unit, they're both outside, but right. in theory, they're inside. So it takes that warm refrigerant, brings it outside to another coil where another fan blows air across it and removes the heat from the refrigerant. Then the refrigerant is compressed and it comes back as cold refrigerant, which in essence create makes the evaporative coil cold again. Air goes across it, removes the heat a second time, and it's just a cycle that goes on and on and on. What, and is, it, what is it about an air conditioning system that makes it so much well, – why is it the highest electric demand we have in our home during the summer? What, what about that system makes it so expensive to run? Well, you've got a number of motors, right? So uh, it's funny because when an air conditioning system turns on, it will consume anywhere from 10 to 100 times the electricity or the amp draw that it does when it operates. So what we're doing is we're starting all those motors up. We're starting that compressor up, and we're getting that refrigerant moving. And it's that startup process that consumes a lot of electricity, and then it's, it's the, the running of those fans in the compressor that, uh, absorb, that consume a lot of electricity. It's what I tell people a lot of times. It's, it's the reason I recommend if you're going to buy a new air conditioner, buy one slightly undersized as opposed to one slightly oversized. We oversized air conditioners. All through the 70s and 80s. Yeah, I would say. We we just did that. That's just what we did. But actually, it's the starting that's so expensive. Yes. Uh, The the initial startup amp draw, like I said, it could be anywhere from 10 to 100 times the electricity consumption or the amp draw consumption uh, than when it runs. So could I just set my thermostat to 62 so it never shuts off and just (laughs) let it run all the time? That's not going to (laughs) accomplish your goal. That's not going to accomplish critical. So, you, you, Rosie, you mentioned, you know, we oversized air conditioning units. There's a vast majority of houses in, in Arizona and Phoenix, Arizona that are oversized. And so. All the way up until about 1996. Yeah, 2004. <laughs> Early 2000s is when we actually started paying started attention. Wake, we started waking up. We started waking up to, hey, maybe we should build this a little better. Maybe we should pay attention to how we keep heat out of the house and how these air conditioning systems run. So, yeah, what ends up happening when your system's oversized is it short cycles. And it actually doesn't make your house more comfortable. It makes it less comfortable. Air conditioning system is going to do two things. It's going to remove the heat, but it's also going to remove the moisture, the humidity from the air. So when they short cycle, not only do they consume a lot more electricity, they wear out much quicker. But uh, they also don't make your house as comfortable because you're not constantly getting that recirculation of air and you're not getting the humidity out of the air. It's the whole thesis. And like, not thesis, but it's obviously hotter in Houston when it's 100 degrees versus when it's 100 degrees in Phoenix, right? It's bearable when it's 100 in Phoenix. It's- and, and short cycling doesn't give you the indoor air quality. You're not filtering the air near as often. I mean, you're turn off and on, off and on, off and on. So, yeah, the short Houston. cycling is not – you don't want your, your air conditioning to turn on and turn off. You want it to run in the summer. If it's July and it's 115 out, your air conditioning system really shouldn't shut off much. P- people tell me all the time, man, it's driving me nuts. That thing runs all afternoon. I said, well, that's okay. Yeah. 
That means it's sized properly. <laughs> yeah. It shouldn't run all afternoon in March, but it right, should right. definitely run all afternoon in, in July when it's 115 acres. Well, we brought you in this morning to kind of talk about, and boy, the timing was perfect on this, Romy. I don't know how you guys put this together, but the first 90-degree days of the year, I guess we're going to see here next week. Yeah, 95 is a high next week, Um, 96. And we want to talk about that preventative maintenance, the ongoing maintenance of an air conditioner. And people always ask me, um, why is that critical? Why is that important? And I ask them, do you you drive your car around with the parking brake on? Right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's comparable in a sense that you change your oil in your car, right? Yeah. What happens if you don't change your oil in your car? Well, your motor burns up. And, and, and this is a mechanical piece of equipment just like an automobile is. And so it's number, there's a number of reasons why it's you know, critically important. You have a lot of wear-out parts in, in your equipment, so you've got to test those every year to make sure you're not getting to the lifespan of, of certain parts. Uh, cleanliness is incredibly important, right? We talked about how you have an indoor coil and you have an outdoor coil, and we're transferring heat. We're transferring the heat by running air across that coil. Well, what do you think happens when those coils get dirty? It stops transferring the heat, so they start running very inefficiently because you're not getting that heat transfer. Uh, cleanliness is also really important when it comes to airflow inside your house, right? So an air conditioning system delivers its cooling capacity through airflow. The minute you stop airflow, you don't have any cooling, right? So if you've got a five-ton air conditioning unit that's moving 2,000 cubic feet of air a minute, and all of a sudden you've got a, a, a dirt issue or a restriction issue that's preventing you from moving 2,000 CFMs of air, and you're only moving 1,000 CFMs of air, well, you've lost 40 to 50% of your cooling capacity because you're just not delivering it, right? So cleanliness is really important, so we want to make sure uh, the coils are clean, the blower wheel's clean. You take a, a, just a small amount of dirt and debris on a blower wheel, and it's going to dramatically reduce the amount of airflow that occurs inside that air handler that's delivering that cooling capacity. So, you know, we want to get out there, and we want to test the system and make sure everything's running the way it should. We want to clean the system. Uh, and, and we want to just get you ready for the summer and make sure you don't have any breakdowns. Well, you wanted to offer something for the Roseanne Nass listeners, and I think you and Jennifer kind of brainstormed before the show. Sure. So uh, what are you all offering right now? Okay. So uh, what we're offering now, and I, th- I believe we, our expiration date is May 15th, and it's for your Rosie clients. So we, don't, we do offer a very basic inspection of your air conditioning system, and I want to say we charge about $80 for that. Okay. Uh, we don't recommend that. Uh, we recommend you do do some of the maintenance required that's required by the manufacturer to make sure the system runs properly, and those are some of the cleanings and things we discussed. Um, and so our advanced AC maintenance, which we typically recommend to our clients because it actually produces – real maintenance for your unit and it's going to help your system run more efficiently and you're going to make up that $80 probably in energy consumption okay. over the course of the summer anyway. That was my next question that you know you're spending you know how much money for a biannual service and how much are you saving in efficiency you know it, it it's a service that should pay for itself by yeah, I, I, a, an efficient using there, efficient there's a handful of uh, maintenances you could perform in your house they're going to pay for themselves every time you do it and air conditioning maintenance is one of those so we normally charge 169 dollars for our comfort club membership uh for first-time customers we're gonna we're gonna reduce that to 89 dollars uh for the rosy customers and again we're gonna do that until may 15th when the summer comes it just we get so busy <laughs> how how would someone jump on that opportunity? You could call our office at 480-969-7500. Uh, we do have a, a number of customer service reps that are available uh, today to, to schedule you. You could also go on our website at reeis.com, 
And then uh, we have an online scheduler there where you could book your appointment and then my staff will call you uh, and just confirm the appointment. And then if you're a new customer, we will obviously discount that price. We have a discount code in our system for that. Fantastic. Todd Russo of Rias, uh, whole house energy auditor, air conditioning contractor, Rosie certified. Um, here in studio with us this morning. When we get back, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, you brought up a lot of things in rapid order, but you talked about pressure mapping and, and the balancing of the system. And we got a lot of questions this week. I think I had six people this week. We're leaving for the summer soon. What temperature do we set the thermostat? Back with Todd Russo right here at Rosie on the House. It don't matter kind of loving you're into or how big your apartment might be. All you need's an air conditioner, and you're the man for me. I mentioned earlier all the mail and the questions we get. I got a funny meme sent to me today, or not today, but this week. Here's how it goes. We were doing home renovations, and incredibly, when we knocked down a wall, we found a secret, fully furnished room. And then we remembered, we live in a duplex. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was pretty. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, Oops. Oh man, we're here this morning at Rosie on the House. We will welcome your phone calls if you've got any questions about how an air conditioner works or what you would need to do to take care of your air conditioner. Now this hour is the opportunity for you to call. The lines are open at one triple eight seven six seven. 4348. The 1888 means it's a toll free phone call to you wherever you are in the great state of Arizona. Here with Todd Russo from Rias Air Conditioning and Home Performance. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about another set of emails I've got a lot this week. What temperature do I set my home when I leave Arizona for the summer? And then I want to shift the conversation into whole home performance. Okay. Uh, I guess that's sort of a personal preference. Usually when I leave for a long period of time, I usually set my thermostat at 82, 83. I think it's more about the condition of the house. What You know, you don't want it to get too warm because you've got wood and cabinets and furniture and that sort of thing. And, you know, temperature affects all those. A lot of homeowners, a lot of snowbirds will just turn it off, and we tell them don't do that. It isn't going to be very expensive to keep your house at 82. Yeah, and even if you keep it at 85, it's my my concern would be what happens with the warping of oh. different elements of the house, right? Heat and cold expand and contract. You're going to have issues with – I would think your cabinets would have some challenges. Well, and I'll tell you another thing that uh, uh, empty nesters will do a lot is as the kids move out, they start closing air conditioning vents and doors. Yeah. That room doesn't need it. Junior doesn't live in that room anymore. Shut the vent and close the door. Yeah, I, I – I mean, I guess you can do that if you, if you choose. But um, I, I don't think it's a wise decision. But it, it it's not the way the air conditioner was designed to work. I mean, you're you're kind of you you're yeah. So let's talk about what happens when you close those vents, right? So uh, you, you're I, I spoke earlier about that your air conditioning system delivers its cooling capacity through airflow, right? So your your duct system should be designed to move that amount of air, right? So it doesn't. Um, it's not designed to move more air. It's not designed to move less air if it's done properly. So the minute you start closing registers, what you're doing is you're putting what's called static pressure into the duct system. So it's basically back pressure, right? It's bending the hose, if you will, when you're when you've got your when you're gardening. And I, when you, I compare it to constipation. Okay. 
Okay. You it's could do a, that, too. Every, I wasn't going to go there, but you ev- could do that, Everybody too. understands that yeah, illustration. Fair. fair. Okay. okay. So when you start to close a couple of those registers, you're putting the back pressure on the system. So now what's happening is you're not delivering the same amount of airflow. You're speeding up the air that's going through the other registers. But you're putting a lot of wear and tear on the motors that are inside the air handler. Um, and once you add static pressure to the system, you're not going to deliver the same amount of airflow. When you don't deliver the same amount of airflow, you just reduce the cooling capacity of the equipment, make it work harder. I would The analogy I always use, static pressure, as if you're driving your truck or your car, it drives easier than when you have a trailer on it full of uh, you know, masonry or brick <laughs> or something, right? That's what you're doing. You're adding a trailer with weight to it, and then you're wondering why your miles per gallon are lower. And when we're talking whole home performance, it doesn't make sense to have a hot room inside your house that you're trying to air condition. <laughs> yeah, and look, every room, if you have a hot room condition, that can easily be fixed, and there's usually a problem. Now, if you shut the air vent off, we know what the problem is, right? <laughs> uh, you know, when you're looking at air conditioning, right, it, a house works as a system. It, it's not It's not a series of parts. It's not just air conditioning, right? So to try to keep it as simple as possible, I, I use I, I explain three things. Number one, you got to create cold, right? So that's what your air conditioning system does by transferring heat. Number two, you got to keep the heat out. Obviously, I'm talking about summer months would be the opposite in winter. you got to keep the heat out. We call that thermal envelope, right? We've got to prevent heat from coming in. And the last thing is we've got to have proper airflow, right? So airflow goes beyond just the air conditioning system, delivering the proper amount of airflow so that you're getting the proper amount of cooling into the house. But it's also about, uh, Rosie, I think you mentioned pressure mapping, yeah. right? The house has to function correctly, and you've got to get proper airflow. So one of the things we see a lot with hot room conditions, especially if it's at night, and the door's closed, you're introducing the supply air from the air conditioning in, but you're not allowing the air conditioning system to take that air back out to recondition it. So pressure mapping is an easy thing to test in your house if you want. You can turn your air conditioning system on, open the door slightly, and see if the door starts closing itself. That means you have way (laughs) too much supply and no return, and you're not getting the proper circulation of air in that room that's allowing the air conditioning system to remove the heat from that air. It's the equivalent of running the Tillman 5K run and only breathing through a straw. Yeah, fair. Close. That, that's airflow. Yep, yep. Pinch your nose, close your mouth, put a straw in there, and run the Tillman race only breathing through a straw. That's what many of you are doing to your air conditioner. More with Todd Russo of Rias Air Conditioning and Home Performance when we get back at Rosie on the House. You know, it's funny when I'm driving around and I see a contractor. I'm like, oh, you know, that that's somebody on a category we need for the referral network, you know. Like gutters. Gutters. <laughs> Love to get somebody that specializes in gutters. Um, but if, the, the, depending on the type of vehicle, I won't even write down the number. I'm like, oh, my gosh, no. And I have to say, Todd, I'm on your website right now. The first thing I think when I'm here is, is this a – car dealership for Ford or an air conditioning company, <laughs> but you got this beautiful white Ford F-150 with Rias air conditioning on the side, and you're stepping out of it, and you get your trailer hooked up with your air conditioning equipment you're getting ready to deliver. You you, you got it right. We have a lot of Fords. <laughs> we're, we're, we're here with Todd Russo of Rias Air Conditioning and Home Energy Performance. Uh, you want to take I, a couple I, questions? I do. Let okay. me Let me just give Todd his due here. Uh, 
when Todd first approached us, it has to be about 2006 or seven. No, we started in 2009, so I want to say it was, uh, 10 okay. or, it was 2010 okay. or 2009. Okay. Uh, we took a phone call that uh, a home energy auditor wanted to entertain the idea of joining Rosie on the house. I didn't even know what a home energy auditor was. I was skeptical. I said, well, I don't know. I don't you know. Todd invited me out to one of his inspections out close to the office, and I thought, this is the wave of the future. This is what we've been needing to do for 30 years. Right. So in, in the 2000s, they uh, started paying attention to how we build homes, right? Man, and they st- I've, I've learned a lot from Todd Russo. I just want to I just want to say that. I appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, in 2000, they started uh, paying attention to building science and what we call home performance and, and, and trying to figure out a better way to build a house. And through that, te- through that technology and through that uh, learning process, they woke up and said, well, wow, we've got a better way to build a house. Well, what about all the other houses we built before 2000? <laughs> <laughs> so from that came this Home Performance with Energy Star program. Uh, and, and we were first mover out of the gates in that program. And uh, very quickly, we became the number one Home Performance with Energy Star contractor in the nation back in the early 2000s. It uh, changed the talking point we had for years when somebody's like, how do I make my home more energy efficient? Well, you would just go down the list. Well, you, first you start with the windows. Then you go to the attic. Then you do, you know, it was all these things. Well, when the home energy audit came out, it was like, well, you know, spend a hundred bucks, and yeah. this, the the audit will tell you which one of these is going to pay off fastest. I, I agree, Romy. When I answer the phone and people ask, I always know the answer. <laughs> Start with it. Home energy audit. Well, yeah. So in our home energy audit, home performance evaluation, we and we we do do a visual uh, at no cost, but uh, the ninety nine dollar home performance audit we pressurize the house to identify leaks. We use thermal imaging cameras to identify insulation failures. One of the things that most people don't realize is that if you have a 10% failure in insulation, it cuts its effective value in half. So you may have great attic insulation, but you've got a minor failure, and all of a sudden you have half the insulation when, performance that you think When you Uncle Ned climbed up there and moved yeah. insulation to put the sound around speakers in the living room ceiling. Right, exactly. Boom. And you've got a gigantic hole in your insulation. Gigantic. But you don't need a gigantic hole. You need a small <laughs> hole that causes gigantic performance degradation. So, uh, you want to take a couple of questions, Todd? Sure. So we were talking about our overall topic this hour is about home or about air conditioning maintenance and upkeep and systems. And I had a lady who calls in regularly, and she asked me, Jennifer, what does it mean to clean your coils? Do they just blow them off or what? And I said, well, let's talk to Todd. But she she couldn't hold, so she had a question. And then uh, there's another one, a couple more follow-ups. So you want to talk through that one? What does sure. it really mean to ch- clean those coils? Sure. So our maintenance that we offer uh, does include the coil clean. So in theory, I guess you could clean your own coil if you wanted to. You better be very careful with that. So <laughs> you've got 220 volts going to it, and you've got low-voltage electrical and control boards and computers, and if you get those wet, you're going to do a lot more damage than it's worth. So you have to take the equipment apart, and we use a, a approved chemical cleaner that we spray on the unit, uh, and then we use a garden hose to clean off the chemical cleaning after it's done its work. You have to let be me, careful with the chemicals, though, because if you use the wrong chemical, you're going to damage the equipment. Let me just paint this picture, folks. The coils are like the radiator in the front of your car. They're, they're very thin fins designed to let the air pass over these fins. A little bit of dirt, a little bit of oil, yep. a little bit of dust accumulation, and you're driving that efficiency down 
exponentially. So cleaning the coils are important and doing it right is important. I just wanted to paint the picture of what the coil does. Well, and we also live in a climate that's very dusty, and it doesn't take much to get those coils dirty. So every manufacturer and every air conditioning contractor will tell you that cleaning the coils once a year is is imperative. Uh, Your indoor coil is uh, typically only cleaned when it needs to be cleaned. The reason for that being is if you're actually maintaining your equipment properly, using proper filters, and your filters are sized right, your coil should, in theory, never get dirty. Now, if you have a leaky On the inside. On the inside of the equipment. Correct. Uh, and but they do. Uh, for, let's say hypothetically, you have duct leakage, right? So what you're doing with duct leakage is you got this big vacuum on your return, bringing air into the unit, and you put your filter on. Yes, sir. On your home energy audits, let's say you've done twenty thousand of them. It's probably not far off. Okay, uh, how many of those homes had duct leakage? Um, if <laughs> if the house was built before the early 2000s, every one of them. Every so, single one of them. Yeah. Okay. I just we didn't to, start sealing our ductwork until probably the early 2000s. I just wanted to get At that least in. at least at scale, yeah. yeah. So if you have duct leakage, like, right, you put a filter in your ceiling. You've got a duct running to your to your air handler. You've got a huge vacuum, negative pressure going in there. You've got some leaks in those ducts. All it's doing is sucking your attic air uh, into your equipment, and then your coils and your blower wheel and everything else is going to be dirty. And then you're exhausting all of that post-filter into your house. So – Duct leakage is one of the items we look at when we uh, go out and do the air conditioning. And we've got other calls lining up. The only other thing I'd like to say about coil cleaning is it generally requires some disassembly of the air handling cabinet to get in there. I have said for years, that's why you want a licensed air conditioning contractor doing your coil cleaning. Yes, and some some there are some yeah. manufacturers uh, are very restrictive on how you clean those coils, yeah. and if you do it incorrectly, you will damage the coil, and then you will be forced to replace your air conditioning unit. And, so and there it, are a lot of discount duct cleaning services that stick their head and hands in there, and I don't recommend that. We actually don't offer duct cleaning, and and I don't know why we don't offer duct cleaning. But uh, my theory on duct cleaning is why are you why your duck's dirty, right? <laughs> like, I'm a cause and effect guy. If there's a cause, let's figure out what it is and let's change that, you know, let's change the results there and let's fix the problem um, instead of just cleaning them every time and then letting them get dirty again, right? There's a reason why they're <laughs> dirty. You, your filter system's not designed properly and your ducts are leaking. And so we are focused on the solution of why they're dirty than we are cleaning. And, you know, there's great I, – I, I'm not saying don't get your ducts clean. I'm saying if your ducts are dirty, let's find out why and let's – Solve that and then get them clean. If, if they've never been cleaned, get it done. Do an analysis why they're dirty. Get them fixed. Replace your filter regularly. And don't clean your ducts again for another 10 or 15 years. How about the RIAS offer we got going on today? Okay. So we have uh, the new customer office offer, which is our uh, $169.99 advanced comfort club maintenance. That includes the outdoor chemical cleaning of your unit, full evaluation of the equipment. My guys work on a very detailed checklist. Uh, there's no gray area. I say to all my guys, hey, it's black or it's white, right? It either tests and rates properly or it doesn't, and then you need to educate the homeowner on the potential of that. So we have a pretty detailed process with that. It also includes condensate flush. So what we did with that service at 169 discounted to $89 for new customers. The reason why we're doing that is because we know if you hire us, you're going to keep hiring us. Very good. Um, is uh, rather than make everything all a cart, like most air conditioning companies – they create some loss leader, come out to your house and inspect. You've got a commission-based sales technician right. who immediately is compensated only on what they sell you. 
And so they want you and they want to get that commission sales tech in the door. So we don't operate like that. We offer at the 169 discounted 8999 that service uh, that actually performs real maintenance, the real maintenance on the equipment and, and provides a benefit. We do have a lot of existing Comfort Club yes, members you for you. Yeah, you do. Uh, so we didn't want to leave them in the dark. So we're going to do a full uh, home performance evaluation on the home when we do the audit. We're going to use the thermal imaging cameras. We're going to inspect the ductwork for, for duct leakage. We're going to check out your th- your insulation in your house. If there's a prepper ma- pressure mapping concern, we're going to show you uh, that exists and, and, and they give you some solutions for that. And how would people jump on and schedule this because it's it's a limited time only right so summertime we're just too busy to do this so it's 480-969-7500 or you can go to reeis.com we do have an online scheduler there where you can book right online very good let's go to pat calling from mesa we've got a few callers lined up todd so put your thinking cap on one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight that's one triple eight rosie for you to join the conversation pat good morning Good morning, Rosie and Todd. Thank you for taking my call. I've been having air conditioning problems, and I was told that I need uh, a new handler unit. And I'm wondering, I wasn't given a cost, and I'm wondering, is it better to replace that or purchase a whole new unit? Can you help me with that? That's a great question. And first, what is the handler? So you have... You have a split system air conditioning unit. So you have an indoor unit that's either in a closet or your attic space. And then the outdoor unit is the condensing system. So they're telling you your indoor system has failed. Um, I usually don't hear people say you need a new air handler. It's usually a part of the air handler that's bad. But, I, you know, I, I, we haven't been out to your home. I would recommend you replace the entire system because systems are matched, right? So you, you can, in theory, just replace the air handler, but... That's not the way it was designed. Uh, so an outdoor system and an indoor system are matched together. Uh, you're going to get a warranty with that. Um, you're going you're gonna to have some peace of mind. And the challenge would be you're going to spend a lot of money for an air handler, spend a little bit more money, get the whole system done correctly. Because uh, a lot of the work that you're paying for to replace the air handler is already included in a full system. So get, if you get a full system, you're going to have 10 years of, of confidence, in a, a minimum 10 years of confidence in your warranty and everything else. And Pat, because and you're gonna save a lot more money on air con- on on if your your equipment's gonna lot, work oh. a lot more efficiently than if you just replace the air handler. It's gonna work less efficient than it would have when it when it was born. And I tell you what, Pat, because you called Rosie on the house, uh, I'm gonna pay Todd's eighty nine dollar fee for him to send a tech out to your house and get a second opinion. Nice. Let's 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 get a second opinion on on that and. Uh, the, the benefit of having a Rias tech out there is they can do, at the very least, that visual inspection of the whole house and kind of show you maybe there's some other low-hanging fruit as well. Can I bring up one other uh, reason why you may want to consider, consider a whole system? Uh, there is a $2,000 tax credit this year if you buy a qualifying system. Inflation reduction. Yeah, there, there is a number. Right yeah. now, there are a number of manufacturer rebates, SRP and APS rebates. You won't qualify for any of those if you just replace your air handler. So you may find that it's in, in the long run, it's going to be a lot more cost-effective to buy the whole system, take advantage of the incentives that are out there. What number does Pat call and how – or we, we'll call her, but what, what number would you want homeowners to call? 480. Nine six nine seventy five hundred. Okay, you want to take a call from Tucson? Sure. No. Hang, hang oh. on. We'll, we'll do it after the break. Oh, it's Rosie on there the house. I, I did it again. <laughs> but I said, cool 
my toes in some sand. Welcome back to Rosie on the House, where we're here with Todd Russo of Rias Air Conditioning and Home Performance. And uh, I want to take a call real quick. We've got several of them queued up here, Todd, but let's bring in Tarsa Line 3. Uh, has an air conditioning contractor actually recommending a particular couple of items, and I'd like to get your opinion on it. Do I, uh, Tarsa? Yes. Okay. What What is your issue? Hello. Good morning. Yes. Um. Thank you for taking our call. We love listening to you every Saturday. Well, thank you. We bought a new air conditioner a year ago. Um, it's the heat and AC together. Okay. And we just had our summer inspection, and they're telling us that we should buy a compressor saver. Okay, a compressor saver is, it's also known sometimes as a hard start kit or a start assist kit. So we mentioned earlier that your compressor and your, your outdoor unit use, can use anywhere from 5 to or 10 to 100 times the electricity at an initial startup. So that piece of equipment, in essence, the simplistic way to de- describe it would be like a battery. So it gives the, com- it gives the equipment the capacity, uh, the electrical capacity it needs to, to turn on uh, more easily. Um, typically when we see a recommendation for a hard start kit, well, let me take a step back. It's only a year old equipment. Yeah. I'm going to get to that here real quick. (laughs) With, with any improvement, you, you know, it's a performance add on, but with any improvement or recommendation, there should be an evaluation of why you need it. Right. So, uh, you're going to want to. Like, for example, if, if you're recommending capacitors, you're testing the capacitor to see if it's performing within spec. Typically, we see the start assist kits recommended on older pieces of equipment as we start to get some wear and tear in that, and we're starting to see some of those parts start to fail, and that'll help the equipment you know, get a little bit more life out of it, right? We typically never recommend them on, on newer units unless we test something that's you know, drawing a high amp draw that's out of normal specifications. Uh, which usually you don't see on a one-year-old equipment unless something's not performing, yeah. not working correctly. Um, and so I would be a little cautious on a hard start kit or a start assist kit on a brand new piece of equipment. It is a performance add-on, so um, I don't think you're going to go wrong necessarily, but we typically don't recommend those until the equipment's a little bit older. And Ms. Tarsi, you also asking about surge protection device. I would recommend whole house surge protection so you're protecting every piece of electronics in your home. It's very affordable, and it's a lifetime uh, contraption that mounts at the electric panel on your house, and you never – it's zero maintenance forever, whole house surge protection, rather than surge protection for individual appliances. All right, Todd, I saw your phone lighting up. What's going on over there? <laughs> Ironically, my service manager just texted me. It's, apparently, he's listening to the show. And he, he sent me a note saying – Is he oh, trying to correct you? No, he wasn't correcting <laughs> me this time. He does have to from time to time. There's no question. We're all learning from each other. Uh, but he sent me a text saying uh, one of our clients bought a very high-end Train XV piece of equipment. And he performed his own condensate – outdoor – excuse me, not condensate – outdoor condenser coil clean. And he burned up his – control boards and it was a very expensive repair how much money did he save cleaning that himself uh 100 well in this case 89.99 right <laughs> <laughs> oh man but how much is it going to cost to replace 
replace what? I, I don't. Rec- I don't know what the exact OEM part for those control boards are, but you know, there's a couple computers in, in these outdoor units. So I would say probably fifteen to twenty five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. most likely. Okay, let's talk about the maintenance in general. We've only got okay. a couple. We're we're winding down your hour. The hour's up, bud. Yeah, went quick. Go go quick. So with any maintenance, regardless of what contractor you're hiring. Um, you know, we, we have a maintenance checklist, and, and we're very specific and detailed with what our technicians need to check and inspect, and they have to document what they find when they do testing. And that drives what recommendations are and where things are with respect to the lifespan of the equipment. If you're not getting a comprehensive checklist and you're not getting actual data, right, like what's the amp draw of the motor? Uh, and and they're, they're the, if you're not getting that, if you're not getting that, then I would recommend hiring someone else. Every out, every year, you should get your outdoor condenser coil cleaned. You should get your condensate system flushed, right? We remove humidity, so there's a lot of water. Let's make sure that condensate system is clean and flushed out. Um, and, and you're going to want a detailed checklist so that you know you're getting a proper service. Be cautious on really cheap maintenances. You've got a special going for yep. new or existing customers. Yes. We don't have time to give the details as we're going out. But what phone number would somebody call to jump on this opportunity for a limited time only? 480-969-7500. Jump on that opportunity right now. With the temperature going to 90, his service techs are going to get scheduled extremely hard, heavy, and tight over the next 30 to 45 days. Call that number now. Jump on board for the offer Todd's making to Rosie on the House new customers or existing customers. That's what we do right here at Rosie on the House in our effort to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend.